A friend is a buddy that you love. We bring him on the show to teach us some stuff. And when the show comes to an end, if anyone asks, you must contend. Jason and Kelsey have friends. Jason and Kelsey have friends. All right, welcome to Jason and Kelsey have friends. I'm Jason. And I'm Kelsey. And we are two Bay Area Asians learning from our friends. Kelsey, what's cooking? Not much, man. Um, I have actually a funny thing. I have tried to cook a bit more at home. So I would say a modicum of cooking. Um, how about you? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I feel like that's my answer every single time, but it's actually quite true. Well, are you cooking more, especially in, in, in the in the seated times, as I like to call them? Um, not doing too much cooking, doing more like, I guess more like baking and making like sweets and desserts and like cookies and like lemon bars, like that sort of thing. Um, Oh shoot. You're making lemon bars. Oh yeah. Oh boy. I got it. Oh yeah. I make a mean lemon bar. Do you really? Oh yeah. Have you like, have you like perfected it? It's real nice. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Kelly loves a lemon bar. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. She likes this, the sound, like the contrasting of, you know, the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sour and sweet. Totally, totally. Yeah. So next next time I make some, I'll um I'll send you a picture. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, picture. Can you can you, Jason? Yeah. Kind sir. Can you send some sound bites as well? Yeah, I'll send you a video of me eating it. Yeah. Of course. Oh great. Yeah. Okay. Whatever I can awesome. do to yeah. make Kelly more happy. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Anyways, anyway. well, speaking of food, um, the thing I learned this week is yeah. Food, rela- food adjacent, maybe. It is food related. Okay. Yeah, it's food related. So I, I learned something about Vienna sausages. Are you are you familiar with a Vienna sausage? I'm not excited to hear about this. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> All right. So so Vienna sausage is like, it's a type of sausage. Traditionally, it's made of yes. pork and beef in a casing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the thing that I learned is Libby's yep. Vienna sausage, which is, you know, the one that you always see in the, the little can right? That can. brand of sausage. Uh, what I learned is that sausage is made out of chicken. Is it really? <laughs> is that why it, is that why it shreds apart in? So I don't know if anyone, if anyone in this world has not heard of these Vienna sausages, imagine rejected erasers <laughs> that were stuck in liquid. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because it has a very chalky consistency to it. Like right when you bite into it, it like crumbles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's pretty much like what you would eat if there was nothing left to eat mm. on the planet, question mark. Yeah. Because they're pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. And now you know why. Because it's actually a hundred, like, mostly chicken. And then on the package, it actually says made with chicken, pork, and beef, even though it's like, you know, the percentages are quite skewed. Also, I... what are yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask, what are the percentages? Do you know? Is it like 99% chicken? I think like... it's mostly chicken. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So. Why would you be buying a Vienna sausage at this juncture in your life, I guess, is my question. Oh, no, 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 no. I, di- I didn't buy the Vienna sausage and find this out. I was just scouring the internet. Interesting. As, as, a, as, I, as what I would like to call a hot dog entrepreneur. Yes. What, how would you categorize the Vienna sausage? Like, if you were to tear sausages, in so your so that's that's part expertise. of that's part of why I thought this fact was so interesting. Because like now I really don't know, right? Like I thought I knew a thing or two about like sausages, and 
now I don't know if I've ever even had like a real true Vienna sausage. Okay. To me, a Vienna sausage okay, is just like these enough. little, these little shrimp, like these little small erasers, like you're, you, you said, in um, yes. in liquid. And then now I find out they're actually just all made out of chicken. So my world's oh, been shaken so up. Gross. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, what did you learn this week? So speaking of hot dogs, I'm about to talk about Genghis Khan. Okay. So I I've been watching um, Marco Polo. Yes. Yeah, not, bad. <laughs> not, bad. not bad. So I've been watching Marco Polo on Netflix. Excellent show. And, and then I was reading about Kublai Khan. Uh-huh. And then I was reading about uh sorry, I, I thought it was Genghis. It's not Genghis. But it's actually it's Chingus. It's Genghis. Genghis. Which sounds kinda racist. I don't know why, but it's Chingus Khan. So I was rat holing on some facts about Chingus Khan. And what's crazy is because he had so many wives and uh-huh. so many children, yeah. they estimate that 0.5% of the entire global population is descended from Chinggis Khan, mm. which represents approximately 16 million people. Okay, wow. Yeah. And, and I assume that because he was very close to China, yeah, yeah. there's probably a ton of Chinese people who are related to him. So, and actually, my cousin's girlfriend works for 23andme okay and so apparently this is so common that whenever people get of asian descent get their you know their results yeah yeah their lineage or their results yeah yeah there's like a there's always like a little bit of like mongolian in them oh and that's probably gonna be the fact that you're Genghis Khan, Chinggis Khan's. I mean, there, I mean, so, he wasn't like the only Mongolian, right? No, he's I'm sure the there was plenty of. Oh, oh, he's no, no, the only no, no, one. That's it. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, okay, okay. They stopped. Yeah, yeah, he's, they stopped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah. I feel like I'm definitely like one of the 16 million. Oh, I'm for sure one of the 16 million. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I have like, I feel like I have a connection to horses. You know? Do you really? Yeah, like when oh, I see okay. a horse, I feel cool. like it, 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 I can like speak to it. You know, just with my mind. I have a quick. Qu- I have a side question. Um, your neighbors, do you have a underlying urge to take them over and then set up a yurt on their former charred property? I do find yurts quite comforting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And then when I actually there yeah. are some there's some sweet yurts. Like like those like big inflatable ones. Not like a Mongol yurt, but like they call it a yurt and it looks quite nice. <laughs> okay, good. Good to know. Yeah, I some, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I'm saying if this whole like Having a house thing doesn't work out for you. I would lean in hard on yurts. They're quite nice. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank this is you like this sharing. is like this is like bit this is like Bitcoin advice in 2010. Like yurts are going to be huge in like 20 years. And by huge, you mean like in size? Yeah, they're just going to be huge. making larger and larger yurts. Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's All right. right. Well, I'm I'm glad. I'm actually glad yeah. you you brought up this whole uh, this whole idea of Genghis and uh, his lineage, his genetics, as you were. Because it, it is <laughs> the guest that we have, yeah, the guest that we have today can maybe enlighten us a little bit on how how wrong we are about how you know an affinity for horses has nothing to do with uh, our genetic code. But I, I'm really excited to, to introduce this person. I want to welcome to the podcast. She is a Harvard data science postdoctoral fellow with a PhD in bioinformatics and integrative genomics from MIT, a dry plus wet lab scientist studying the genetics of evolution and behavior, a jungle geneticist, a radio DJ, a podcaster, an owner of cats. She's a big deal in the LNC RNA promoters and nucleosome occupancy space, but that's not why we have her here today. It's Jenny Chen! Yeah! Woo! 
shitty. That's the best intro I've ever gotten. Oh my gosh. LMTR day. Honestly, that felt really good coming out. I was, wasn't it? I'm quite proud. Uh, Wow. That was awesome. Jenny, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Jenny, have you ever seen your bio written out like that before? Because I was looking into your background and it is a lot of words. <laughs> I'm impressed you found me because there's a lot of Jenny Chen's in the world. Not, not as many as you'd think. It only took approximately, I think you were probably on page 16. of. The <laughs> not, not only are there a lot of Jenny Chen's in the world, there are a lot of impressive Jenny Chen's in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I was I looking at like, No, no, no. It, yeah, I was like, whoa, we should have had this Jenny yeah. Chen on. It's, it's, like, it's like, no, 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 no. It's Jenny Chen from Harvard. And it's like, oh, wait, no. Somehow the list got longer. Jenny Chen from Harvard. There used to be a Facebook group called My Name is Jenny Chen. And really? there were like tens of thousands of people on it. And it was Ooh. awesome. Wow. Well, what you guys talk weird. about? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sounds awesome. <laughs> Actually, I think that's where they talked about LNCRNA a lot. And that's where Jenny was like, oh, I think this might be a new calling for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so um, we didn't bring you on here to, to like necessarily talk about genetics at all. But um, not at all. you heard what Kelsey just said about this yes. Genghis Khan thing. It, I mean, is this even true? Is this a thing? I don't know the details of Genghis Khan. I would believe it. I, I, I have done 23andMe, and I think they tell you. Oh if you are his distant relative or not when you do oh wow like it's a line it's a thing where it's so common because imagine if you're like you know super you're just very very how did how did they know how i get mongol but how did they know they i don't think they tell you like they don't know his genes exactly but yeah i think basically they take the mongolian genes and they say if you have a little bit of that in you Oh, okay. There's I see, only I see. So one there's Mongolian. only so there is only one Mongolian. Is that what you're there saying? There is only one. <laughs> Similar to a Highlander, there is only one. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, glad you're here yeah, to help and, uh, help clear that up. And Jason, she's a geneticist, so that means that I'm right. Yeah, I know. It's I, it is quite upsetting. Yeah, I yeah. hope it's devastating. It really is. Oh, um, but it happens so rarely that uh, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> I know. I need to. I need to say. I need to savor the rightness, like nuts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the the real reason that we brought Jenny on is that um, she's currently going through something that is. Um, it, it's something that Kelsey and I have like no experience with, no no true understanding of. Uh, Kelsey maybe a little bit more than me because he's more adjacent to it. But uh, Jenny is pregnant. And she's, she's, she's going to explain to us like what that's like, what that's all about, her own experience with it. And yeah, I'm really excited to, to hear uh, a little bit about pregnancy. So yeah, Jenny, Jenny, what, what is pregnant? I- <laughs> so Jason, when uh-huh. two adults love each other. Uh-huh. No, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm wait, wait, curious. keep going. No, no, I, I, I didn't hear this part. Keep going. <laughs> wait, I'm curious what you guys like what what do you guys imagine pregnancy to be like i'm curious i have heard that being pregnant the the closest that someone told me that it's like what it's like to be pregnant is as if someone was constantly punching you in the testicles 
for approximately nine months. Whoa, really? <laughs> really? Like in terms of like in terms of discomfort. That's a lot of, of discomfort. Yeah. Wow. No. Uh oh. That's not Jason. You're you're growing a child in your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A body that previously had no child in it. I yeah. I, I thought the the primary feeling would be more of like empowerment. <laughs> just, just like a, yeah, a feeling of like yeah. of strength, of like of like mastery yeah, of the yeah. universe. For sure. It's okay, terms so of it's clear that like one person has watched someone go through pregnancy and another person has not. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, right. Jason, like I didn't. I don't have too many friends who have been pregnant, and I I thought more like you, Jason, because yeah, no yeah. one really like described it to me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. I, i'm just laughing at kelsey's face because he looks so it priceless. is but it's I, definitely more on par with how kelsey describes it even though i've never had my testicles punched uh-huh. um, i imagine that to be uncomfortable wait so so it's like a daily yes okay uncom- so uh, interesting I I, so- I I guess yeah maybe yeah i do have a sanitized view of it i just thought it'd be like i don't know a feeling of fullness <laughs> <laughs> like you ate a large hamburger well, sometimes when sort? you sometimes when you eat a lot you feel a little bit uncomfortable but then like you're also but you're also like that was a nice meal and i feel i feel like grateful for having it <laughs> jenny disabuse him of his uh previous thoughts yes please. No, like okay you know in um in superhero movies when someone gains a new superpower and it's like very it's they they look like they're in such like physical pain, like growing this new power. Uh, uh. Men, I feel like this happens to like Wolverine. Oh, when he gets, yeah, like, when his, his claws come in and out. Metallic. Yeah, exactly. And I always thought that was like an exaggeration, but now that I'm I'm growing a human being, I'm like, oh no, that's that's how it, you feel. It's like so in, it's so incredibly draining and exhausting. <laughs> But <laughs> because you're you're growing a human and you're growing an organ, you're growing a placenta. Oh so, man, we can. Well, this we might talk about this later. But I have some I have some thoughts on the placenta, which is the weirdest <laughs> sentence I've said in my life. <laughs> wow. Okay, I have no we thoughts. I didn't even realize that a placenta we, was an organ. We will get there. Okay. We will get there. We'll get there. But anyway, so I want like what I wanted to chat about was for me, the most uncomfortable thing that's happened to me is I've developed this extremely, extremely acute sense of smell along with um, just like nausea, like all day, like 24 seven. And which, sorry, which trimester are you in? So I'm now in the tail end of my second. So I'm starting to feel better. So everyone says you start to feel better in your second, which is kind has been kind of true for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but my, I just never, you know, like people always talk about like, like what weird cravings they have while they're pregnant or mm. whatever. And for me, it's been just like, everything smells like hot garbage and just like smells make me want to kill myself. I don't know how else to describe it. Not and it. I, I've, I didn't have anyone t- so no one close to me had that symptom, I think, as badly as I did. So I didn't know it was a possibility. And my mom is the most evil person in the world. And she didn't tell me that this happens to her. Oh, wow. I can see until it happened to me. And she was like, oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going to take a quick step back. Before you were pregnant, you had these preconceived notions of what it might be like. Like, what did you think it was going to be like? And then when did that slowly get chipped away? What was the lead up to this epiphany? So I am just incredibly naive and I'll admit it. Like no one told me first trimester is horrible, but now like, but then I would tell people like, I feel horrible. And they're like, well, yeah, like you're in first trimester. Like it's some obvious fact that everyone knew except for me. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I've seen women in their third trimester when they're very big and that physically looks very uncomfortable. So I, I I did think it would get to an uncomfortable time. I just didn't think it would be, um, right off the bat. Yeah. And, um, the, so the smell thing. So, um, Chris, my partner and I, we had been watching this barbecue competition on Netflix and, um, it, this was right. This was literally like right before I got pregnant and it inspired me to make like slow cooked brisket at home. Uh And then, um, and then like, this was before I knew I was pregnant. Like that brisket was slow cooking in my house all day. And I was like, I think there's something wrong with that brisket. Like it's, yeah, like I could, at the end of the day, I couldn't eat it. Like I, I didn't eat any of it actually. And we, yeah. Was it a switch? Like, did it smell like one thing maybe when you were pre-pregnancy or like early pregnancy and then it just suddenly smelled like rotten yeah it's not like it smells rotten it's not like i i smell it and i'm like i think this food is bad it's just like i'm like i cannot imagine putting that in my mouth um it's just i'm so averse to it and i didn't know what was happening because i didn't know i was pregnant and then we and then we tried watching an episode of that barbecue show and I was like, this, this looks so gross. Like I remember, Chris like, I remember Chris was like, can you stop complaining? <laughs> like you're ruining this show for me. Wow. <laughs> Wait, your sense of smell was so strong. You could smell it through the TV. I Is think it was because I had been cooking barbecue. Like I was slow cooking the brisket in a barbecue sauce. And they were like, I don't know. It was just, just. And it was like, it was this episode and they were making these like really fatty meats and it was just so awful. Like, I can't describe the feeling. Are are you a big meat eater? Like this was, was this, are you a big meat eater where this was very uncommon? Yes. Yeah. I love meat. Oh, okay. And I love fatty meat. (laughs) Wow. Wait, now I'm wondering if like, I guess that makes sense. Like if any of our senses are heightened to, to like a crazy degree, then it becomes not pleasing, right? Or like, it's like, like a, our... I imagine it's like a biological, I imagine if like everything stays the same, but your biological reaction to it is different because yeah. of, you know, something changing. Because to me, it doesn't sound like it's actually smelling different. It's just whatever you're smelling isn't triggering what you would normally respond oh, to. Oh, I see, I see. Good. It's like, oh, like my body is just like taking in the same smell as before, but it's just, triggered differently is yeah exactly oh uh, okay that's okay exactly what it what it, it it's the it's it's your emotional reaction to the smell goes from being really happy and excited about it to like being so super unhappy interesting and disgusted and just like you just want that smell away from you as fast as possible is, is there some sort of like reason that the 
body does that during the early stages of pregnancy? Okay, so like, if you go if you if you go online, there's all this what I think is BS about how it's like an evolutionary mechanism to protect the baby um, so that you're not eating weird foods and you're not getting food poisoning. Um, and I actually, so I study genetics and I specifically study evolutionary genetics. And so like, I think that's just total BS and that people okay. just, cause, cause it sounds good basically. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, yeah. but um, we actually know, like there's actually very, very little research on pregnancy cause it's for, you know, for lots of reasons. And so um, we know like very little about it uh, and why it happens, but we, with the, the little that I have read, it does suggest that it's not that your nose is actually more sensitive to smells. Like uh -huh. they'll test people who are pregnant and not, and they have kind of the same sensitivity. It's just that like, sort of, like I was saying, that emotional reaction to smells is like super heightened. Wacky. So then I, so then I figured out that I was pregnant and then I was going to say, um, it was like, I, I was, I remember walking to work and I'm like walking to work and this truck passes me and you know, you can smell the fumes off mm. of like big trucks, like kind of mm -hmm. better than like cars. And I just like get a whiff of it. And I just like, th I just threw up. <laughs> Holy <laughs> like, smokes. I just threw up like right next to my building at Harvard. And it's really awkward because it's like COVID times. So yeah. I'm like, I hope no one saw me because I don't want anyone to think I have COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So it just, it just became this like extremely sensitive, um, I don't know how to call it, just this thing. It just, I just would throw up really easily from unexpected smells or like smells wow. that were wrong. And so, then, so, so, so there wasn't like a good smell. There wasn't something that like didn't trigger some sort of negative response. Okay, so I noticed that non-food smells are okay, uh -huh. like um, like candles are okay, or like naturey smell. You know, like the smell mm. of dirt when you're hiking is fine. Uh -huh. It's it is like just pretty much food smells and like your typical bad smells, like mm. car fumes. How 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 hard was it? To, did you actually go through like a test? Were you like smelling different things to see what would cause it, or were you just kind of? <laughs> Using yeah. real time data, like a true, like a true scientist, yeah, yeah, yeah. pulls all yeah. smell samples. Kind of because I, I like because I love eating and I love eating lots of different foods, right. and it was so depressing because I would try to make something. I made myself just like really simple pasta, and I literally remember I was grinding pepper onto it. And the second I ground that pepper and it came out and I smelled that pepper, I was like, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I ruined my pasta by putting this pepper, you know, like oh, something I would have never thought twice about. So, yeah, so it was just for a really long time, it was like, um, the other thing I, I really miss is coffee. Like every morning I used to sort of smell my coffee beans and be like, Maybe I'll like it this morning, but I I don't like coffee. I've given up on that. Wow. Well, uh, what's what's interesting, and I wanted to get your thoughts on like at least what I've heard and what I've experienced. But first trimester is you'll be very nauseous because I think there's something foreign that's growing, and so your body's kind of getting used to it. Second trimester is when things calm down a lot. 
And then the third trimester I hear is just kind of a mixed bag. So do you, I guess, given that you're in trimesters two of three, would you agree with that? So as I was saying, so in first trimester, you're growing a baby and a placenta. Um, and then the, when the placenta and the placenta's job is to uh, part of its job is to make a lot of the hormones that support making the baby. So around second trimester is when your your body stops making the hormones and the placenta kind of takes over. And I think that's part of why you start to feel a little bit better because you have now this extra oh. organ helping you um, do the uh, work. Of okay. Yeah. So the so the baby's not directly leaching nutrients from your from you. Well, the baby's always directly leaching. <laughs> <laughs> but the placenta is helping like manage that. You have that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Listen, I I love my son. I love my son dearly. But good lord, like he he already like leeches food off of Kelly and me from Costco. I mean, when he was in the body, <laughs> there was the no Costco. He was he was literally taking like the lasagna that my wife and I were eating and just putting it in his belly. Uh-huh. So I think some people would just call that like feeding your son. Yeah. No. Okay. But, but you consider it leeching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean he I mean he eats like three times a day, like every day, three times. Oh man, that's crazy. So how have you managed it then? Because obviously everything gives up. Yeah, like what are you enough. eating? Okay, so first, I, you know, if there's any women listening to your guys' podcasts, which I don't know if there are. Hi, Mom. There's, uh, there's literally no people <laughs> listening to the podcast, but okay. <laughs> I want to give a PSA. So my, I, I called my doctor and I was like, I'm incredibly nauseous. I can't, I didn't do anything. Like I didn't do work, which was manageable because it's COVID times and no one noticed. And um, my doctor said, okay, um, you know, like they, they give you all this like silly stuff, like eat some ginger, like drink tea, whatever. And then she's like, if you're vomiting more than three times a day, then call us back. So I'm like, okay. Okay, like vomiting more than three times a day. You know, like I've never, I've never been nauseous. So like I, I get to a point where I'm like vomiting, what like every morning I'm vomiting, which is like pretty uncomfortable. And then I get to a point where I'm vomiting like, twice a day and I'm like I cannot imagine getting to a point where it's more than three times a day so I just like lied to my doctor I was like I'm vomiting more than three times a day (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Um, and they gave me some medicine so the medicine it's helped a lot um for managing that so my PSA to like women who are suffering out there is like just get the medicine it makes everything so much better oh okay. do you know what the medicine is like, it, like so the one i'm taking it's like the first line it's um it's so there's a prescription for it but um somebody figured out that chemically it's exactly the same as if you take um 50 milligrams of b6 vitamin with half a tab of this over over the counter medicine called unisom if you take both together it's like chemically the same as the prescription form and okay. it's much cheaper because it's like all over Whoa. the counter so that's what oh, i do okay. wow oh yeah. wow so does that does that curb your physical reaction to the smell or does that just stop the vomiting no so it just it just stopped the vomiting and it like took the nausea down to a level where i could like 
do some work. But what's been really fascinating to me as I go into my second trimester is that I noticed that like, even on the medicine, I noticed like my, my nausea was like going down, 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 but the food aversions were not going away. Like I, I I like cried to my doctor being like, okay, so actually let's back up. So how did I cope? So I, it was like, I was a mess because I love food so much. Like I feel yeah. like, like I feel like other people might have coped better, but like especially with COVID, I was like, what else is there for yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Without my DoorDash. Yeah, exactly. Damn you gods. Um and the other thing was like I couldn't cook because the smell um smell like was so triggering and I I couldn't let my partner like I didn't want I didn't like it when my partner cooked either Mm. but like you know we have to eat so um so luckily we're house sitting for our downstairs neighbors so um poor Chris I he had to go downstairs to cook like he would use their kitchen to cook and then I my diet was like bagels like plain bagels um toast and peanut butter coca-cola Whoa. Or, Wait, were there some... Apple, a, for some reason, apples were okay. That's a dream diet. That's <laughs> yeah, sweet, yeah. Were, that's like every five-year-old some, boy's dream. Yeah. <laughs> were there some smells that wouldn't trigger this? Because, like, peanut butter has a smell. Right? Yeah, like, you're right. Like, so... Um, so I learned later that the most common tolerable foods for people, like, with the same symptoms are fruits very refined carbs and um dairy and that that's so and i would add nuts to that so those were kind of what i could eat but like you know because i was used to eating brown rice and that literally i tried to eat brown rice and i literally felt like i was eating urine like i was i don't know it was like granulated (laughs) granulated urine yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, in what form? In what form was the urine? Like rice, because rice textured urine. Rice. Okay, because I was gonna say if it if it felt like what I assumed, it's just urine. Like, so I would have my my question is what what? How are you eating your brown rice in which it's just like urine? Oh man. <laughs> It's a s- one simple hack to make rice yeah. when you don't have water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just remember having that thought because we have this huge bag of brown rice in my house. And I was like, oh, my God, like, why did I buy a huge bag of this, like, urine tasting? Oh <laughs> like- <laughs> so have you have you used this, I guess, to your advantage? Because I assume it's like this COVID thing where folks, when they lose their sense of smell, I've heard people are like, well, I'm going to take this opportunity to just eat, you know, really healthy because I can't taste it anyway. So is there like kind of that impetus too for you to be like, oh, I'm just going to eat like apples all day. It's the opposite. So yeah, so my partner, he's like, he says it's been fascinating watching me turn into like a white trash woman. (laughs) (laughs) I literally paid um, Instacart to like, you know, like do the four hour delivery of like Wonder Bread size thing of Cheez Its and Coca Cola. Oh, 
Don't you don't you ever don't you ever apologize for that. That's just the dream. That is, man. Jesus. So good. Jenny, Jenny, if Instacart had an option for someone to pour the Coca-Cola in their mouth <laughs> and alternate that between Cheez Its, I would do it. I would pay I would pay Instacart premium for that. <laughs> just like hire a person to just yeah, yeah. you done? You good? You good? No? A little bit more? Okay, okay. <laughs> A little bit of this, okay? Wow, all day. So, so, and it your appetite has stayed the same. Like it hasn't changed or gotten better or more varied. It does increase. So you're hungry. So I'm hungry all the time, and like most food feels very unappetizing to me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Does your doctor say if Man. that's gonna like that? Is that eventually that's eventually gonna go away? I so okay. So then yeah. So I. So everyone told me you're going to feel better second trimester, which is about week 14. And I got to like week 16 and I wasn't feeling better. And my doctor was like, I'm sorry, there's like, literally, there's no medicine we can give you to Mm. make that better. And um, so, but what was interesting to me is like during that time, I noticed the nausea diminishing. So they're, they were kind of like two separate things. And now I'm at week 24 and I'm starting to be able to eat a little bit more and I can like cook for myself, like very, very boring. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Really is there a name for, is there a name for this like affliction? No, I mean, it's like, it, okay. So there's a name for like being very sensitive to smells, which is like hyperosmia, I think, or hyperos, yeah, hyperosmia. Okay. Uh, and, and then there's people who, talk online about how they have really bad food aversions, but there's no, yeah, like there's, there's like no scientific research on it, which I find really fascinating also. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, have you, have you tried like, um, Eastern medicine? Um, no, I don't have, like, I don't have any access. I, okay. So yeah, if it yeah, wasn't yeah. COVID times, I think I would have tried the acupuncture, uh-huh. but you know, it's tough. COVID, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then like the, the other thing is in the beginning, when I didn't really understand that my nausea was pretty much like it was much more extreme than other people. Like my aunts gave me in retrospect, just like really terrible advice. Like they would be like, (laughs) they'd be like, Oh, like just poach some chicken and sesame oil. And I I tried that and I I wanted to kill myself. I was like, (laughs) Jenny, just take very, very, very fragrant foods yes. and just shove them into your nose. Yeah. Just stick them right up in your nose. It's the most fragrant oil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's because it's so variable. Like some people don't have the symptom at all. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some yeah. people ha- and some people are like even more extreme than I am. I'm sure. Um, so it's hard because people don't. When people give you advice, it's usually from like their own very personal experience. Yeah. From my like, like no knowledge of any of this, like I always thought it would. People always talk about the things that they crave, right? Yeah, so I didn't realize that th- there is an an option where you hated everything. <laughs> yeah, neither. <laughs> well, I I guess uh, aside from like the, the 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 smells and stuff like that, like how has it been going? Because I mean, obviously, aside from. Yes, yeah. I'm sure that's the top thing. I'm sure that's okay. number that's, one. I'm not gonna, not gonna thing. under. How how's everything else going? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like so, I think for like for lots of other things, I probably 
I'm on the easier end of things. Like I had a friend who, when I told her I was pregnant, she was like, stock up on those Tums. The heartburn is like crazy. Mm. And I've, I haven't, you know, knock on wood, I haven't gotten heartburn yet. Um, So it's like, it's just so variable. Um, So um, you, the other thing I think Kelsey was kind of alluding to it is first trimester, you're extremely, extremely fatigued. Um, So I describe it as like that feeling you have, like when you know that you're about to get a cold, you know, and you feel really tired and Mm. your body's just telling you to like go home and nap. It's, you just feel like that, like every day um, for basically all of first trimester. And I was, I think like for me, that one, you know, when second trimester came, it just went away. Like, and not everyone, you know, some people have really more severe versions of that. So um, yeah. So what, so what do people complain about the fatigue, um, heartburn, some people get like horrible headaches and migraines, which I have been lucky to not get. Um, yeah. So other than that, it's, it's okay. I wouldn't say I like a lot of people, especially on social media, they love being pregnant or they say they love being pregnant. That's right. And, um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I love being pregnant. <laughs> I, so and that's not why that's why you're not getting those big influencer bucks yeah <laughs> so to uh, uh i'm trying to recall uh what my wife said but i mean after she gave birth to our son i think she there was an element and hopefully this is a bit of a silver lining for you jenny is she did sometimes um miss being pregnant she said why because i think there was like an element of wow you're you're growing a child like that that idea that all life starts with a mother everyone has that kind of at least biological connection to their mother that doesn't necessarily translate at least at first to the father and there have been times where like they they talk about this in science or not science but they talk about this all the time where it's important for the father if they want to create a bond with the child that you take your, you know, you take your shirt off when the when the uh, newborn is, you know, fairly new, and then you put them on your skin yeah, yeah. So for that skin to skin thing. Yeah, that's all to create like a biological connection similar to what the kid has with the mother. Yeah. So to me, it's like okay, well, if skin to skin for a father is supposed to be good, imagine being grown in the mother, and like that connection <laughs> has to be like. It has to be fundamental or like biological at some level, right? So, so are you saying that like that, Kelly misses that? Like that was when the connection felt the strongest for her. I mean, I suspect there's just I think there's like the excitement, especially because you know the being the first kid or you know uh-huh. the kid or whatever it ends up being. But you know there is that kind of anticipation to to seeing the kid too. And Jenny, I don't know if you're. Yeah, I was going to say, because so, you know, by second trimester, you can feel the movements. And so it is, I was thinking recently, like, if I don't feel movement for, I don't know, an hour, I'll like note it. I'm like, oh, I haven't felt movement, you know, and you kind of notice yourself getting attached to this living thing inside you. Um, and so I still have like four more months of pregnancy. So I have, I have four months of that, that like Chris doesn't get. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. That, that's exact. That too. Is that, that, that connection for at least the mother starts as soon as you start feeling the kid kicking. And so one of my friends actually said like, 
his wife would tell him, oh, I can feel the kid, you know, I can feel our son kicking. And he'd be like, I don't, I don't know how to react to that because it's like, like, it's great for the mother. That's like, uh, that's obviously an affirmation that the child is there. It's, you know, alive, but for the father, it's like, great. The, the kid is alive, which is good. But like, if you can't have that same emotional connection, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like, it's great for you. I'm glad that it's, <laughs> it, there's a connection yeah, that you're yeah, feeling, yeah. but that doesn't happen as much until the kid comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's so fascinating. I would love, to, yeah, I would love to hear podcasts of like what the other the father side. Yeah, the, the father side of experience, and it reminds I got, me. <laughs> I, just, I got that in space. <laughs> I joined these Reddit groups to like read about other people suffering, to, you know, okay. like misery loves company, and someone posted yeah. these side by side screenshots of like the mom reddit the pregnant woman reddit group and like the dads of pregnant uh women reddit group and the mom is like i've been peeling all day and like i'm i feel miserable what do i do and the dad is like uh you guys like my wife's farts are out of control (laughs) 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 what do i do about this That's the, those are the real struggles, the real struggles. Now I do want to reiterate though, that what a father has to go through is infinitesimally easier than what a mother has to go through. Like, I just want to clarify that very, like, there's like, oh, boohoo, I can't feel my son kicking versus there's a baby growing in me that's literally taking food that I should be using to keep myself alive. And it's kicking and, me. <laughs> and it's kicking me constantly. But anyway, so you're sounds like you're nearing middle of second trimester. I'm I'm nearing the- end of second. And then the, so the last thing I wanted to say about the food thing or the smell thing is that um, from these Reddit groups, um, people would post and it would give me hope they would be like literally the second so you okay so for jason i guess so after you birth the baby you still have to birth the placenta okay i thought go ahead you go you go and, you go Dan. um and the what people say is literally the second you you birth the placenta all of those food aversions will go away instantly and Whoa. like and women who like are ordering takeout from their hospital rooms because they can eat again. And like, I wasn't sure if this was an exaggeration, but on, um, on social media, someone I hadn't really talked to since high school just gave birth. And she posted this post that was like, Oh my God, I like food again. So I messaged her and I was like, Oh my God, like I'm pregnant. I hate food. You're giving me so much hope. And she said word for word, the same thing. She was like, the instant you birth out that placenta, you will like food again. And I'm so curious about this switch that will happen. Man, wait, I, I'm also extremely curious, like what you would be instantly hungry for. Wouldn't it be, oh, wouldn't it be so ask. sad if like, if that happened, you're like, Wonder Bread, cheese it's toast now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been told that when you give birth to the baby, there's a there's obviously like a feeling of relief, yeah. Because obviously the baby's out. Yeah. When you when the placenta comes out, it's they say it's just like it's like a complete level of relief. Like it's crazy because it's almost like a <laughs> the way I describe it is like 
the baby comes out and then like the parachute comes out which is the placenta uh-huh but the, like i i think at least people who don't know or first time fathers the placenta is huge <laughs> that's that's exactly it, what i was going to ask like the placenta is hu- it's like a sack oh like it, it so, so imagine, like, like, like yeah the, it's got to like so, but like is it dense it's dense I mean, it's got to be because you've heard stories where the plus, like people will take the placenta and then make it into like a pill, right? And then they'll eat it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Whatever, right? Like some people will say, like they like fry the placenta and eat it because it's got a, it supposedly has a ton of nutrients or whatever. But I wasn't prepared to see the placenta when it came out. I was like, "What is that?" And why is that? <laughs> what is that? And uh, is it dead? Because if it's not, I will I will fight it because that thing should not be alive. It was shocking. Um, Wait. But anyway, sorry. That, that's what I wanted to talk Wait, about. I'm yeah, because so, you don't I'm expect so that. glad I know. Yes. <laughs> you don't, you do not expect to see that. Like, it was, like, one of the, like, listen, like, you seeing the kid born is, like, you'll never forget it. It's, like, it's a transformative experience, followed by, oh, what just happened (laughs) after this? And then then they asked me during, because you have to to know this answer, because they need to know whether to keep it, because people want to keep it to do whatever the hell they do with it, or you just get rid of it. So they're, like. What do you want to do with it? I'm like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure that it's dead. Wait, if you, is it wait, dead? If you wanted to keep it, what would they do? They, they like, I think they store it somehow. In what? And then, okay. I, I have no idea. I, we, 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 obviously, we elected not to keep I have, it. I have like, I don't. I have so Dude. little like reference point to like oh, I to understand what what you're even you describing. But the only thing that comes to mind for some reason is like when you go to Asia and you go to you like go to the shore and like there's uh, there's like uh, uh, seafood hawkers or sellers yeah. and then like they're they're all still alive and then you like they scoop up the fish and then they're like what do you want do you want it broiled do you want it baked yeah, yeah. and then they go and this is silly repair for you. that's that is yeah the only thing that comes to mind yeah <laughs> yeah oh boy oh, sorry man no, however that, i do that was that's the placenta jason i knew jason yes. didn't know about the placenta yeah oh, my mind is some women don't even know about the placenta I am intimately yeah. aware of the placenta. <laughs> Wait, so I'm ready. The, the so the placenta, it's fascinating. As a, as a nerdy biologist, I think it's fascinating. The placenta is baby DNA, so okay. it's actually the baby's organ. But obviously, like your energy and nutrients is what grows it. Uh huh. And it's the organ. Okay, so mom and baby can't share blood, otherwise. Uh, lots of weird autoimmune stuff will happen. So the placenta is this big sac where mom's blood vessels meet baby's blood vessels and um, nutrients from mom can diffuse across um, the placenta to go from mom to baby. And then all the waste from the baby goes into mom. Um, And so that's how it works. That's how it works. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's all just like um, diffusion, like chemical diffusion that makes it happen. Whoa! Oh, I never understood. I thought it was the amniotic like 
this not the sack but like the there's the isn't there like a main conduit that like connects to the baby's umbilical cord? is that my thinking of the right thing or no? yeah so the umbilical cord will attach into the placenta and then um, a lot of vessels come out of the umbilical cord oh. in the placenta and that's where it meets mom's blood vessels wow that oh, is I wild see. yes oh i thought that i thought because i know that the the um that the umbilical cord connects to the belly and then I assumed that it had a connection to the mom, and I thought the placenta just like kept the baby in place. I didn't realize that this blood transfer, like this kind yes. of Transfers separation of, of blood vessels. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So we were we all had like an an at some point like an exterior organ. Yes. That was that's so crazy. Yeah. And something about it, I've heard this from multiple women. Something about it's like once you get rid of it, women are like. And now I feel normal again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And it doesn't, and, Jenny, and it doesn't come out at the same time, I guess, right? Like, no, no. that's just like a, a size constraint. <laughs> it's like a reason. For I think that, it's just or... like a, I don't know if it's like dominoes. Like you can't obviously you can't knock the second one over before the first one. You know, like <laughs> okay, yeah. so it's, that's it's right. Top. That's right. So the placenta is sort of like at the top of the uterus, and then the baby is. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. 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 And then so actually, Jen- yeah. Oh, good. No, no, no. And then is it? Difficult because, like, uh, like childbirth is extremely difficult. But then the second part is that also equally difficult because you're you're describing in my mind. I'm picturing like something like pretty dense and like large, right? Like, right. My mom gave me very encouraging advice. She said, "You will be in so much pain at that point that you won't even notice." <laughs> uh, I can. Uh, I would like as again. I, I I am constantly caveating this as a non-pregnant person yeah. who did not go through this. Yeah. I believe that is true. <laughs> that is, I believe that is true because because obviously pushing is one thing, right? Like that is that was this is a whole different topic, and this is we need like six hour runway runway to discuss this one. But once you go through that to get the baby out, I feel like it wasn't as arduous uh-huh. to get the placenta out. Okay, like yeah. that. It's not like uh oh, you need like oh here comes. It's like having twins where you're like, oh, got to start pushing again because yeah, there's yeah. another one coming out. But anyway, again, that's that was my experience. Um, Jenny, if that happens where suddenly once the placenta comes out that you have this, let's call it release of all the food cravings that you want, have you thought about what you might want to have? Or yeah. is it too early and it's still like even thinking about it makes you feel uneasy? Um. I have thought about it, and I'm going to say Korean food. Uh, <laughs> let's get in. Let's get into it. What kind of Korean food? That's too vague. <laughs> I, just want, like, I just want all of it. Like, I want all, I want of, all of it. You want all of it. I want Korean food. I was like, Bonchon, just like, no, no, a little. I can't little wait for grill, you know, like making a seafood pancake. <laughs> I can't wait for her to place the order for her to go. Hi, I'd like some Korean food, please. They're like, what Korean food? And she says, all, all of, of it. it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want Korean food now. Good job. You do a good job. Do you get a Do you get a kickback from big Korean food? Or... Like I, yeah, uh, Jenny. Jenny is sponsored by Korean food and Unisom. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so how are you like how are you feeling in terms of like uh like i guess not a, i guess yeah emotionally how are you feeling right now like how are you feeling about 
growing the kid? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I don't know. Everyone says the newborn period is also pretty, like, difficult. So, you know, I'm just trying to brace myself for it. One of my favorite stories to tell when when my wife was about to give birth is she started, I think, her contractions like at like pretty late at night. Um, and so we were, she was up and I was uh, obviously up and nervous and everything. So, um, we were in the hospital and we were kind of getting ready to go. And I was like, my wife was finally getting some time to to rest. And someone talked to me, they're like my dad, or I forgot who they were like, Oh, are you tired? You should probably rest. And I said, Oh no, no, it'll be fine. I'll rest when the baby comes out. (laughs) Uh And, and I didn't get. Eight hours of sleep continuously for, I want to say, a year and a half later. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, in light of that, like that one extra rest you could have gotten, you know, yeah. would have made a yeah. difference. It, <laughs> so, yeah. To uh, to reiterate that part, Jenny, it is very true. But it is really awesome. Like, like it's great because a lot of the questions that you'll you're probably you probably have, like, I wonder, oh, what's he gonna look like, yeah. or like, what are they gonna sound like? What are they like? What are they gonna like? What are they gonna not like? How are they gonna be as a person? Like, that all gets answered for you because they're falling and crying and <laughs> laughing and you know, yeah, just existing in front of you, and it's that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I mean, I obviously like there's days when I'm more nervous and I'm like, what have I done? Um, And then there's days when I'm more excited. But yeah, we can we can do a part two. And I yes, we can talk about the pushing. Definitely. (laughs) Yes. We want to we want to interview the byproduct. That's what we want to interview. Yeah. I want to know if you decide on uh, parboil or uh, a baked (laughs) for the placenta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, didn't poach? Actually, I didn't think of it as very big, Kelsey. So I'm now curious. It's, how- look it up. I mean, unless my look it, listen, I was sleep deprived too. So whatever I saw, it might have been like, I don't even know, but I was not of the right mind to give you an accurate description. But I can just tell you what I think I saw and what I felt. And <laughs> the intersection of those two was a mystery. <laughs> Well, I, that was, I, that was, I think that was a very extensive talk about being pregnant. Yes. Yeah, this is incredible. I mean, obviously I had the most to learn and that was, it'll take me some time to, I think, <laughs> piece myself back together. This is, this is great information. And Jenny, yeah, it'd be like, you, sh- you definitely have to come back. Okay. Yeah, you have to come back. Yes. So no, and still- I love hearing Kelsey's perspective. Also, like, because you know, because I think Chris is just trying to be supportive, so he's not telling me that he's like secretly on Reddit complaining about my farts. <laughs> no, like, but listen, he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One piece of advice for your partner is: when the kid is out, he is going to feel so much guilt because, like, you see your partner, the person you love, the person you want to spend your life with, the person. The, the mother of your child, they go through so much stuff to get this kid in the world. Yeah. The best advice that I would have as a relatively new father is when the kid is out, you just do anything you can to make it easier for your, 
to your for your wife or your partner. Like there's not there isn't that much that the dad can do in terms of like breastfeeding or you know let sometimes if the kid you know has a deeper connection to the mom like calming the kid down but picking up food you know massages making things easier making keeping the house clean like all those things like those help and if the woman does let's say conservatively 95 percent of the work in the first six months of a baby being out just make sure that the five percent that you do, you're doing your best. Yeah. You're putting a hundred percent in that five percent every day. That's so sweet. Yeah. And that's the that's best fun. advice I can give. Okay. And and to not be so hard on himself because yeah. we all, all I think all fathers go through that. Mm. All good fathers. Well, you know. But did I did say that my son was taking away energy from my wife. So, uh, <laughs> I hope he never hears this. I love you very much. <laughs> wow. Okay. Jenny, thank you so much. We've learned yes. so much from you. I guess, like as is natural at the end of at end of any good lesson, we have a pop quiz. Okay. All right, and we've prepared some activities for you for this pop quiz, and and some of these will will be like a group activity. You know, we'll help you out here. But the first one is what we like to call top five. We just talked a lot about pregnancy and, and what that's like, but for this top five, we'd like to hear your top five tips. For getting pregnant. <laughs> There's really only one. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm being facetious. Like, some people really have trouble getting pregnant, and I want to, you know, be sensitive to that. Yes. Um, actually, if you want me to get real nerdy about this, that's yeah that's what's natural okay uh so what people don't realize um what i didn't even really appreciate because middle school is all about like if you look at a penis you will get pregnant Uh Uh, but it's actually that's what they say to girls at least but like it's it's actually not that easy so um every month typically a woman releases an egg from her ovaries and the egg travels down the fallopian tubes and into the uterus. And that egg has to get fertilized by the sperm as it's traveling through the fallopian tube. Once that egg reaches the uterus, it's too late. You can't, Whoa. Okay. it doesn't get fertilized anymore. Mm -hmm. So you actually have like a 24 hour period in which the egg has to meet the sperm. And, um, the but it's a little bit longer than 24 hours because sperm can survive in the vagina for some amount of days but the thing is that like so when you're 18 it's like about like five days that the sperm can survive um in your cervix but as you get older those number of days dwindle and so that's primarily why it's actually harder than you would think to get pregnant is because you you have to actually get the timing like pretty more spot on than you realize wow wait so why does the time dwindle as you get older i don't know if we know the reason for that i think it's just like hormones and is it because the is it the sperm that get um weaker or is it the cervix is getting stronger (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's probably it's probably more to do with stuff going on in the cervix oh okay cool <laughs> a more hostile a more hostile environment <laughs> yes so 
Jenny, uh, when a cervix gets stronger, are they lifting more weight than the sperm worms? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's my, cool. sorry, I yeah. can't help, like, I'm a biologist, so I can't help it when you guys. No, I love that. That was, yeah, I had, I, I mean, that was a, I had no idea. That was a very, that was a very efficient answer. Yeah. You answered a top five in one. Okay. Yeah. You knocked We've it out of the park. So, um, yeah, A plus on, for that. Yeah, Kelsey, what's next on the quiz? Yeah, so next on the quiz is a section we like to call either or. We're going to pose a, we're going to pose two, uh, let's call it things at you and you have to pick one or the other wow that is literally either or if i just left it at that she would have gotten it yeah Uh then i went ahead and tried to explain either or. anyway so we have five items for you uh we're gonna start with uh harvard or mit mit okay okay all right Okay, uh, first trimester or second trimester? Second trimester. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think we all know why now. <laughs> uh, nature versus nurture. Ooh. Oh, that's a hard one because I study the nature, but, you know, I do think it's more about the nurture. Whoa, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. And that's, um, and that's because of what you've, what you've learned through I guess so, your research. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, boba or soba? <laughs> I love both my cat children equally, but if I had to pick, it would be boba. <laughs> oh wow! 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 Why is that? Wow! That's a that's <laughs> boba is like a needy a a needy child in a cat's body. Oh okay. Like soba is like a cat. Like she, I don't know. She just like boba needs to be cuddled by you constantly oh okay yeah and, and you like that you like being needed yeah especially during covid yeah 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 yeah. oh that's great that was such a po- i can't that wait for that was uh, such somebody a political- to hear this podcast <laughs> <laughs> that was such a political answer up until the end you were like, i can't pick but if i had to in which i'm being forced to now i would clearly pick this one over that one it was like it was without hesitation too she really didn't have to think yeah. about it Listen, I, I love i love everyone equally but if you were to say i loved one more than the other it'd be both <laughs> um and the last question is jason or kelsey oh i love both my podcast co-hosts equally wow wow well, I will say I will say this before we started. Jenny did say I was like the boba of the two of us. So <laughs> that is take oh, that for what you will. Interesting. Take, take that for what you want. Interesting. You know? Yeah. I mean, but then again, she did say I was needy. So <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, I actually did want to follow up. Why? Uh, why MIT over Harvard? Because I went to neither. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. But why, yeah, why MIT? MIT is just a quirkier place. So MIT doesn't do any kind of like legacy admissions. And I'm sure they do do admissions based on large donations, but it's not sort of as rampant as a school like Harvard. And so, oh, I see. So MIT, you just meet much, uh, there's like a larger population of just like extremely quirky, nerdy people, which I find really I fun. Yeah. Would you say that they're smarter at, uh, at MIT oh, and Harvard? <laughs> um, no, I don't think they're. I think 
I think everyone is smart. Yeah. Oh, equally smart. Equally cool. smart. Yeah. Okay, Very guys. Cool. <laughs> that was a test. That was a test. She really is. She really did go there. <laughs> yes. Well done. Yes. <laughs> All right. Excellent work. Up next, we have fact or fiction pregnancy edition. All right. So this is this is a game where uh, Jenny, you're going to be facing off with uh, Kelsey here, and I'm going to present a series of statements. And yeah, each of you will say whether or not you, you believe it's fact or fiction. And then, yeah, person with the most points wins. Are you ready? Ready. All right, here we go. Okay, number one. Nipple stimulation is a method of bringing on labor. Fact. Fact. Wow, okay. You guys have done your research? Maybe. Or... I know that because I read it in a book and I thought it was crazy. And I was like, oh my God, Chris, imagine if I'm at the hospital and I'm like, do you guys mind if I just do this thing to myself real quick? Like I read. No, I think I think it'd be better. I think it might be more effective if somebody else does it. I, yeah, I, I actually I actually find it hilarious that you'd be that polite at the hospital. You'd be like, oh, excuse me. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Real quick. The whole reason we're all here is me. But do you guys mind if I... Yeah, you. <laughs> uh... All right. So excellent work for, uh, to both of you. All right. Up next, women suffering from heartburn are more likely to give birth to babies with full heads of hair. I know that's a thing people say, but I have no idea if it's true or not. So I'm going to go with fiction. Mm, Kelsey. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with fact. Wow. Jenny. That's a shame. Right. Kelsey, a good job, Kelsey. It's a fact. Right? Yeah, it's yeah! a fact. And, and in fact, I think it's supported by a study from Johns Hopkins. So it is a, a facty fact. Um, wow. Yeah, it's weird. It was also a wise tale. It was also written by a Jay Chen. Uh, <laughs> it's a different, yeah, it's a different uh, Jenny Chen. Um, <laughs> all right, great. So uh, Kelsey, Kelsey with a, sh- uh, a little bit of a lead here. Next, the longest pregnancy recorded was 11 and a half months. Uh, I'm going with true. I think yeah, I, I would go with true, but I feel really bad if that's true. Wow. Wow. You guys are both wrong. In fact, what? the longest pregnancy recorded was 12 and a half months. Oh, oh my God. Is it even worse? Is that Jenny, imagine. <laughs> and, and the baby was like birthed okay? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Was it the biggest baby? Yeah, on how huge. It's got to be the biggest baby. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I did a very, <laughs> very thin keep level growing. of research for this. <laughs> I see. Well, something I learned is like they just keep on growing. So it's not yeah. like it's not like they come out when they're eight pounds and maybe that takes some babies longer or something. It's like they just keep getting bigger and bigger. Oh, interesting. Jenny, isn't it? Well, is yeah. it- isn't it true? Isn't it true? The longer, like, I thought normally, like, the longer they're in the womb, the bigger, the, like, they tend. Yeah, to exactly. Bigger. Then they then they yeah, get bigger okay. and bigger. Yeah. But but would it? I mean, not all babies grow at the same rate, right? So maybe this one just took longer. It was probably still huge. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Cool. Next, babies whose mothers listen to jazz during pregnancy are more likely to be left-handed. Oh, please tell me that's fiction. I think that's false, too. You're both going with fiction. Yeah. Good job. You saw right through me. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah. Okay, so here's the last one. Uh, just as a recap, Kelsey has two and Jenny with one. So, Jenny, here's your, <laughs> uh, hopefully you guys don't uh, answer this the same way. Women over five foot five are more likely to conceive fraternal twins. Sorry, women under or over? over. I mean, I gotta wait for her to answer if I want to win this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kelsey, you have to answer first. <laughs> okay. Uh, I am gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go with my fraternal what's fraternal twins mean again uh, i think they're both in a fraternity oh they're, they're both in a, oh they're both oh they're both delta sigma they're both okay. yeah they're both um, a pledge yeah wait is fraternal mean that they're what does that mean non-identical non-identical okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go with my own sample size of you know what i'm gonna go with uh over five foot five so it's false it's under five foot five that should be mm, okay okay I guess I'll, I'll say I'll say fact just to keep the competition interesting. Oh God. Okay, this worked out perfectly. Good job, Jenny. It is a fact. Dang it! It is wow. a fact. I didn't think it was actually a fact. Wow, come from, uh, come from behind tie. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> and no, I did not prepare Wait. a tie break. <laughs> so I have a question. If I tie with a PhD. Does that mean I get a PhD? I think so. That's yeah, you should yeah, call up call up MIT immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is this like one of those things where like if you can like match like the king, then like you're the king too? Was that ever a thing? When you match a king, how, what do you mean? Like you wear yeah. the same clothes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that not a thing? Uh, I don't think so. No. Good try okay. though. Well, I don't. I don't, listen. I don't know. I don't have a PhD either. I am just a non-pregnant, non-PhD having person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, next up is a topic called Make Your Case. So, Jenny, we give you 30 seconds to defend a given idea or topic. And so we'll give you 30 seconds to defend the idea that being pregnant means you can eat twice as much. Um. Okay. Go. <laughs> um, well, as you guys have heard from this podcast, being pregnant means you're miserable. And um, America has like the worst uh, parental leave policies in the world. And um, I don't know. It's, just, it, it's horrible. You can do whatever you want while you're pregnant, I think, <laughs> including eating twice as much. Nice. That's pretty solid. Oh, that's, that's actually like quite strong. That came in right under yeah. thirty seconds. Oh, really? That's really that that's was, pretty uh, great. That was that was like like almost carte blanche to be like, uh, pregnant women can do anything. This wasn't even just eating twice as much. Like they could murder someone if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of got to be like, yeah. Jenny's like, do not limit me with your topic, guys. Yeah. She's just like, you'll just have to be like, like let me call. go here. I dig it. I get it. I get it. All right, great work. Gosh. Thanks. What's up next? And uh, up next is one uh, uh, is another game we call Discomfort Zone. Yeah. So ba- basically, the idea is because we talked about pregnancy, I felt quite uncomfortable. Now it's our turn to turn the tables and put you in the discomfort zone, and you only get yeah. you only get one sentence to to explain this idea here. So please explain Mirapois. Okay, I think it's um. <laughs> I hope this is what I think it is. Is it um like carrot, celery, and onion sauteed? Oh, yeah, it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a 
wasn't even a Korean thing. <laughs> wow. It wasn't even Korean cuisine. Wow, that was devastating. Wow, she got <laughs> all three. All three correct. Man. Wow. Was, uh, wow, I'm telling wow, you, wow, wow. I, I really like food. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, I was like, about to ask Jason. I was like, Jason, does she know a lot about cooking? Because this is something I just learned about. Yeah, we should pick something. But yeah, up. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, thank you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight is 2020. All right. Excellent work. Next activity here. It's called Won't You Haiku. So this is a group effort. The three of us together, we're going to write a haiku. All right. Five, seven, five. Jenny, you're going to take the first line. Kelsey with the second line. And then I'll, I'll close it out here. And yeah. Just simply, we're going to write a haiku about pregnancy. That's that's the topic, pregnancy? Yep, about pregnancy. I don't enjoy it. Babies are the very best. <laughs> but yep. placenta? Gross. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, wait, you guys... <laughs> You guys, I like that. Yeah, but you guys set me up. I think that captured, <laughs> I think that captured our podcast. And that that really did. Um, wow, Jenny, you you aced the pop quiz. Thanks. Which, like, which I guess like isn't much of a surprise given you're like you know, MIT, Harvard, blah blah blah. Yeah. All right, uh, Kelsey. Oh, any like final thoughts? Like, what what is your yeah. big takeaway here from from this conversation? So many final. I have a ton of final thoughts. So. Thank. First of all, reinforcing the fact that uh, women do a lot to give birth to us as a population of human beings, and I think Good. this conversation has really reinforced that. Um, the other thing I was actually interested in um, that, that was actually what she said about how hard it is to conceive, and I was listening to something recently, but they said that if you really think about it. Any person who is born is effectively has has beat the odds to exist as a person. I think it's just kind of like an interesting way to think of it that we're all effectively miracles. And so, wow. And uh, Jenny, I believe your 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 child will be equally as lucky and as fortunate as we are Aww. to be here and enjoying this as uh, as uh, as this comes so close. But huge thank you for for sharing your time with us. Yeah. This was really fun. I I loved. I, I didn't think about this coming into the podcast, but I loved that Kelsey had some knowledge and Jason had zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really made it a very fun conversation. Oh wow! Once again, my lack of knowledge about anything uh, actually turned Great. out well. Yeah. <laughs> so good. What did you learn, man? What did I learn? I mean, obviously, this was mainly like, uh, this whole podcast, I think, is mainly me learning. Uh, I think the thing that's going to stick with me the most is our discussion around this placenta. Um, <laughs> clearly, it is uh, still bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, like, Kelsey, everything you said is like, pretty spot on. Like, it's just a crazy, crazy process. And this idea of, like, how complex and how and i guess it is, i am still thinking about the placenta and that like how the vessels have to meet and like you know it just not <laughs> so intricate and like specific and like um it, it does yeah. yeah make this whole thing it, it really is like like a miracle yeah and jenny props to you for 
you know, still having a, a sense of humor about it, um, even though it's been so so tough. And yeah, and it, it and it's I really appreciate you know you coming on and, and sharing and just like being willing to to speak with some candor about it. Yeah, this has been especially has to been great. to uh, conservatively, I'd say especially to two conservatively uh, spoken noobs at this whole topic. I would say. Yeah, I mean the fact that you were willing to spend um, this much time so, with two dum dums is like is uh, yeah quite charitable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah well actually i was gonna before i guess we wrap jenny is there anything that uh, that you learned about uh, <laughs> us about yourself about life i learned that jason really doesn't know anything about i'm shocked the reason why i'm just like a little surprised is because i know jason's wife dora and i know she's a doctor Mm -hmm. and i just thought i don't know like i thought some of the knowledge would have like osmosed like much like much like the blood vessels yeah you would have thought that jason would have learned by diffusion oh no yeah 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 uh jason was too busy making lemon bars during that time. yeah yeah i have a pretty good uh pretty good filter setup so yeah no no knowledge has seeped in at all <laughs> but yeah uh thank you yeah so like thank you again uh jenny for for being on this has been wonderful and yeah we also wanted to thank everybody listening for for tuning in and yeah just wish everybody a great week See you soon. Bye. This has been Jason and Kelsey Have Friends. Executive produced by Dora. Talent managed by Kelly. Design and artwork by Hobby at madebyhobby.com. Theme song by Jason. Questions? Comments? Send us an email at jasonandkelsey at gmail.com or visit us at jasonandkelsey.com. If you haven't already, please rate and subscribe everywhere, multiple times. 